mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and a special episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast coming to you tonight. And uh, I'm going to apologize in advance for the audio quality of this very special episode because I'm in New York City for the launch of the LG G7 Think uh, product tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to be dialing up Sean P. on the old conference call here and uh, see if we can't just give a quick overview of what we expect to see tomorrow. Maybe talk a little bit about the specs of the device and then what we hope happens and what we hope doesn't happen from LG's launch announcement. So hang in there, and I'm going to get Sean P. on the horn here, and we will be right back. I can't believe you're in New York, son of a bitch. (laughs) I can't believe I'm in New York either, actually, so who knew, right? Who who would have ever thought you'd be fucking... Hanging out, see LG's newest flagship. Uh, I I did, clearly. I predicted this long ago that I would have this kind of success and I would be a worldwide jet setter. And at last, after seven long years, it's finally come true. It's pretty freaking cool. I have to admit, boy, I, I wish it's a first timing sandwich didn't work out, but uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Definitely get us... Uh, you need to get a setup for the Note 9 launch somehow. Absolutely. So Absolutely. We'll definitely, uh, I'll figure out what we're going to do. On the plus side, the hotel that I'm staying at actually is, uh, has bunk beds. So you could have come with me and just slept on the top bunk. We'd have been fine. Yeah. Alas. <laughs> Alas, I'm busy implementing a project. Something like that. Uh, Oh man, so crazy. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about this phone, man. What do you uh, what do you think what do you think we're gonna see tomorrow? And by that I mean I know that there have been some leaks recently. We saw some high res uh, images that were posted today, but um, what do we what do we know uh, the G seven is gonna have, and what do we what do we hope that it has? I think we know quite a lot at this point as far as the specs are concerned. It looks like we're getting this 6.1-inch notched display. I'm not sure we took it out exactly what the, the aspect ratio is, but it's going to be one of those taller aspect ratios, something like that, at 10. 18 like by 9, same. yeah, something like that. I think it's going to be even taller than that. It looks like maybe like 19.5 or 19. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I think I did read that too. I think it is 19 and a half by, by five. But, but from a spec standpoint, I mean, it looks like we're getting kind of what you expect from a flagship. We're getting the you know Snapdragon 845, and then I see different benchmarks with six and four gig of RAM. So I wonder if we'll get different variants for general regions, and maybe both are kind of running around out there. But um, yeah, I think, I think you're getting one or the other, probably depending on region, and then. Uh, you know, the display itself is this interesting, super bright, thousand nits LCD display, from what I can tell. And there were some rumors early on that it was going to be a RGBW display, which... Oh, that's right. Um, the white it, subpixel, it's, right? Yeah, some makers have toyed with this in the past, and with, with lower resolution, it hasn't always looked that good because, you know, it's a pentile matrix. But uh, this one's 3120 by 1440. So Pretty I, I think with that... Yeah, with that much resolution, even if it does have this white subpixel, probably the artifacting won't be too bad. And that, that thousand nits is pretty incredible. I mean, it's really, really bright for an LCD. That's for damn sure. It's really bright for anything. I mean, hell, I think even the iPhone 10, which I believe has the brightest AMOLED 
in reality something like 650 nits or something somewhere in that range i've seen you know with the the galaxy note 8 that they quoted a thousand nits but that's literally if you have a single white pixel so it's not really representative of the overall brightness of the display so all tricks aside uh, that, that would be pretty neat and would really I can't really think of any uh, environment you could possibly be in short of standing on the sun that would be so bright that you couldn't see it at that point. So. Well, you know, if you, uh, if you find your way into the middle of the Kalahari Desert and you need to have a signal light to find your way out, then uh, hopefully you'll have your G7 with you. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And then it looks like they're still they're doing a lot of stuff that I wish more Rams would do. They, they left the headphone jacket, and they've really... They're doubling down once again on kind of their audio prowess. So we saw some things leaking out. And I can't remember exactly what the number was, but and effectively, this was using some tricks to be significantly louder from a speaker standpoint uh, than other phones on the market. And also retaining the quad DAC if you want to use your headphones. So it looks like they're certainly putting quite a... They're replacing a big premium on this for users, the, the audio quality of the phone. So, yeah, they're pretty um, interesting to me because I saw a little bit of that, um, what they're calling, I think, boombox um, type, type sound, which looks like it literally creates an empty resonance chamber inside the phone, redirects the sound through it to then amplify what would ultimately end up being like the bass tones of this small, tinny, bottom-firing speaker. But, um, yeah, sure, let's go with that. Yeah, it looks really interesting. Like, I'm reading up on the specs again. It's t- they're quoting that it's ten times louder than others, which, you know, there's two aspects to sound, right? There's the actual how loud is it, but there's the actual quality. So I hope that it's not just loud. And sound crappy? Yeah, with poor quality, right? But um, it'll be interesting to see that... And it's kind of, look, again, I'm not sure if there's a ton of users that are running around buying their phone based off of the quality of the speaker or you know, how loud it gets necessarily, but it's really nice to see them retain the headphone jack and put in the high quality, high five quad jack and trying some new things with the way uh, their speaker works. So it's tough to stand out in the market, right? And For sure. You know, I don't know if this is what you do to get there, but I like that they were trying it. And then, uh, you know, from the camera standpoint, it looks like we're getting dual 16 uh, megapixel cameras on the back. And I believe, I don't know if I'm reading this correctly, but it's looked like we're getting dual on the front, right? And it's the same thing. Are we getting dual front facing, or is that the. Maybe that was the HTC 12. Yeah, I think that was it. I hadn't seen anything about dual front facing cameras, and I cannot imagine a single circumstance where I would need dual front facing cameras. <laughs> But um, I'd be interested to see what they do with the rear shooters because I know that they've been typically famous for their uh, single standard focal length and then a single wide angle lens, which seems to be kind of the the sweet spot the sweet spot from capturing um, you know photography. I know that Samsung and the iPhones have traditionally gone with a single focal length and a telephoto lens. Some people prefer that to the wide angle, but um, I think for my money, the wide angle is probably you know uh, maybe a better implementation. Of especially if it's done correctly. It was done really well. It wasn't great on the G6, and it was done reasonably well on the V30. They eliminated some of that fisheye um, lens look from the wide angle at the at the very edges of the image that was captured. So um, I'd be excited to see if they could have and if they actually have improved upon the quality of the images produced by the camera for sure. 
Yeah, again, it looks like we're getting the, the dual 16s and with a f1.6 aperture on both, potentially. It looks like based off the latest leaks today. So I'll be interested to see what they do. I mean, when we had the V30s review, I thought it's a really good pictures of them all and really enjoyed the wide angle lens. Um, I thought that was a really useful implementation for a second camera, much more so to me than the telephone lenses and the other problems you're using. So I'll be interested to see. I know LZ has been sometimes criticized in the past for kind of having it, you know, overly processed images that look artificially sharp. Um, Android police in particular picks on them for this, but I think this is one of those things where it's like, you know, there's the pro photographers way of looking at things where they look at the pictures and go, yeah, they are over processed and, you know, there's certain things that they notice. Um, but I, I, you know, I feel like for the lay person, the average person using a smartphone camera, I've always been impressed with the image quality of what LG cranks out. I'm excited to kind of see them take it to the next level with this phone, so... I agree, and I think that the uh, the only thing that we both probably had an issue with on the V30's camera was the front-facing camera, which was not good at all. So I'm, it was a five megapixel unit, right? Yeah, and it was the the focus was soft. It produced really blurry images, even in good light. I had several instances where I was trying to take pictures of uh, me and one of my girls, and. Uh, it just did not produce an image that I would want to keep. Like it, the the focus was bad, and it would consistently pick the wrong thing to focus on. Like I was trying to focus on myself, it would focus on my daughter, and if I was trying to focus on my daughter, it would focus on me. Like there just wasn't a really good crisp image that that front-facing camera produced. And then when you compare it to something like the Pixel 2 XL's front-facing camera, my God, it makes you want to just vomit. It was so bad, but. Everything else about the camera, the rear-facing camera, definitely was very good. Yeah, and it was kind of a weird omission, too, because I think that overall the, the quality of the hardware on the V30 was really kind of on point, and that was a weird, you know, it was kind of a standout of this isn't quite up to par with the rest of the package. Now, I think we talked about this during our review. I don't use the front-facing camera much. I don't take selfies, so to me that would be a, on my list of things that I'm looking for very, very low on the list. Not a big deal, but yeah, if, if I were to say, hey, you know, what things on the V30 should LG focus on if they want to make sure that their hardware is really kind of up to the market leaders, that would have been one area of improvement that looks like they're addressing that. Um, and then, you know, as far as other specs, it's IP68, water-resistant, water-dust-resistant, I should say, so that's kind of table stakes for a flagship at this point that appears to have it. Absolutely. It sounds like it has an SD card slot. Uh, as far as memory, I'm not sure what we're going to get, but it sounds like it sounds like the minimum 64 gigabyte, and then there will probably be some kind of 128 gigabyte period of some sort. Either one of those, from a flagship perspective, I think is adequate. Yeah, I agree. I think the 64 base, kind of like you say, is is almost table stakes nowadays, and especially when you see um, you know Samsung set to launch uh, a device with 256 gigs of internal storage. It's really expensive, but it's also something that you can get, and this is something where that amount of storage has really only been seen on devices like the iPhones before, so um, that, that could be, if there's a skew of that, that could be really interesting to some people, um, even though, again, you could just go out and get yourself shoot i bought a 200 gig sd card um for this trip just for the sole purpose of recording photography and video on it and it cost me 55 bucks so i bet you storage is cheap cheap. yeah yeah and you know it's nice that they're giving people options though i'm fine with that or one of those 64 is good so i think there again when you're when you're looking at kind of what you want out of the flagship 
it's checking those boxes right kind of one by one agreed, um, agreed. yeah it, it, you know from the looks of the phone and, and this is kind of a subjective thing but it has a notch and I'm not a huge fan of the notch I think it's visually distracting and unlike Apple none of the Android OEMs have the same kind of patent technology that Apple has where it wraps the the screen underneath and it has no bottom bezel so like all of the Android phones with a notch this one has a bottom bezel but I would say overall the looks of the phone the bottom bezel it's not too large the notch doesn't bother me too much I don't I don't love it so subjectively from a look standpoint it, it's it, it looks fine I, I wouldn't say it's a standout um, but it looks fine and they also did a good job. We've seen a couple colors leak, so we've seen kind of the silver color, and we saw the black color leak out. Out of the two, I personally prefer the black color. Um, as I, as I do I. I. I think it just. I think it looks better front and back, actually. So um, I like what I saw, and I we had the V30 in black, and I thought it was a, a good looking, if kind of nondescript phone. Um, and then the other nice piece I'll say is we've already seen this leak out. LG. I think realize that people, not everyone wants the notch. So they're giving you the ability in software, it looks like it's part of the OS, to, to basically black out the sides of the notch and it rounds the corners you know, on the screen so that it effectively just looks like you have a symmetrical top and bottom uh, black area, if you will. And I, I think probably, I don't, you know, I've given this a lot of thought, I can't decide what I would do. If I had this phone, if I would just kind of use the notch for a while and try to get used to it which is maybe what I would do or if I would just turn it off because it looks pretty good that way um, it, it puts the battery and some other things on either side of the notch but it blacks it out and, and it makes it I saw a picture of this today of one of the leaked photos and it, it looks like it just it's not even there at that point yeah and I think that after uh, after some thinking about it I, I think that I am definitely if I was going to pick up this device that would be the way that I would go um, I was actually kind of critical of the notch in our iPhone 10 review and it, it really was distracting especially watching full screen video and landscape and and like you I, I believe that while Apple has a reason to do it for their device including all the technology for face ID and, and other things where that's basically its sole point of biometric authentication so you you have to have a notch or something else um, that most of the Android OEMs don't have a real good reason for doing this as of yet now you know I've heard all kinds of arguments about expanding screen real estate and you know things of that nature but to me it's just it's not aesthetically pleasing and I would I would do anything to get rid of it including walk the streets of New York City at 10.45 at night, which actually I'm not going to do, but I don't want the notch. No, again, I don't love the implementation. I don't love that all the Android OEMs jumped on this. It's it's not my favorite design element, but all things considered, and we saw Huawei do this too, I think this is the kind of, if you're an OEM and you're going to have this, the way that both of them are treating it where you can turn it off and on in software, I think it's a kind of an appropriate middle ground because if you hate it, you can effectively turn it off. And if it doesn't bother you, you have that extra screen real estate. So I don't really have any problem with what they're doing. Um, you know, and another element of the phone. You know, leaked out today. This may be some slight concern, although it'll be interesting to see that the, the leak today said the battery size is 3,000 mAh. Holy cow. I hope, that's, I hope that's a misprint because that would be actually smaller than I was expecting. Same here. I would, um, I'm thinking, it, you know, 3,400, 3,500, something like that. 
Yeah, he's 3,300, I believe, in 1930, if I'm not mistaken. So I was expecting someone that size. I mean, the phone certainly didn't have to accommodate that. For sure. So 3,000 3, would be smaller than you know, I would like. But by the same token, they're saying that this new LCD screen they're using is 30% more efficient. You have the Snapdragon 845 in there, which seems to be pretty good on battery, all things considered, from the release devices that we've seen. So this is one of those things where it'll be interesting to see what they have. I would say 3,000. It doesn't always play out this way. 3,000 seems small to me for a screen that size. Um, I would prefer something larger, I think, just in any case, because you always get better pattern, kind of longer battery that way. But uh, 3,000 wouldn't automatically get disqualification for me, but it would be uh, a little bit smaller than I was expecting and could potentially be an area of, of concern. Yeah. As far as yeah, agreed, and and I, I, you know, again, I think almost like with the IP68 rating, and almost like with um, some of the other things that we've talked about that have kind of become table stakes, like the the 64 gigs of storage. Uh, to me, um, you know, 3,000 milliamp hour is really table stakes. I mean, that's that's like I'm expecting cheap phones to have that battery size, especially with phones like the P20 Pro coming out with a 4,000 milliamp hour battery. And, and that's, you know, that phone is probably going to be every bit as svelte and maybe even better looking than the G7. So um, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I think it's an area of concern. It's something that we would definitely want to put to the test in, in a review unit. And um, once we get one, we'll definitely do that. So you mentioned something uh, a little bit earlier when we were talking that I wanted to touch on um, on the show as well. And that was, you know, a concern about the price and I have some concerns, uh, I think, as you did, about when it's actually going to launch in the U.S. and internationally. So what do, you, um, what do you think, let's ask it this way, what do you think the phone should be priced at and what do you think it's actually going to be priced at? Yeah, so this, this is an interesting one. And I'll say we, we've kind of chastised LG for this today before because we did it last year with the V30. It was a, a great phone. It gets introduced and then months go by and the Note 8 came out, the Pixel 2 came out. It, it largely got overlooked, I think, at that point. And launching, LG has been very bad about giving an actual release date when they introduce product and then launching it in a timely manner. It seems that there's not a date. And there seems to be a lot of confusion, and then two months later, it usually tends to, to launch. So, the leak today, it was from Europe, indicated it would be significantly less expensive than some other phones. So, the conversion for this page, and I think it was originally in German, was that um, the Galaxy S9 costs 849 euros, and based off of the conversion in this article, they're saying the LG G7 might launch for something like 680 euros, so substantially reduced in price. Wow, yeah, all 200, um, almost 250 less. But then again, I just saw recently, you know, the, the sticker price for the V30S, thing, yes. I think is the name of that phone. Yes, I was and waiting for you to go there. For pre-order, and it was, if I'm not, I think I almost fell out of my chair when I looked at it, but it was $929. Yeah, um, buddy. You know what it is. Which is staggeringly high. I mean, look, we've talked about escalating prices for a while now, but really the only people that can charge that price are Samsung and Apple, and even both of them have seen some, as they push the price point up, you know, the, the Galaxy S9 is not sold on the quite as well as Samsung wanted, and, and Apple, too, is not seeing a ton of growth at this point. The iPhone 10 
appears to maybe have been some of the disappointment from the standpoint of sales. So, well, here's what's um, funny too. Did you see the report today that even though their sales numbers only increased three percent, their profit was up like fourteen percent, and everybody is pointing that as saying it's because the everyone is buying the iPhone 10 and it's more expensive. That's why Apple's profit rose so much, and all these people that say the iPhone 10 is dead are lying. I don't think it's dead, but I definitely think that they didn't sell as many as they thought because it cost a thousand dollars. So yes, they, they pushed their average retail price up. So yes, you're going to be more profitable, especially in the short term, if you do that. Um, but I would say that I, I think definitely the thousand dollars seems to be a gut checkpoint for a lot of people. They didn't sell as many as they thought as it's a thousand dollar phone. No doubt. So, so what do you think? What really, can LG really get away long, with charging? This is a really long winded way of saying, you know, if if they're really serious about capturing market share and their goal is to really kind of try to make a dent in the Apple Samsung duopoly, and if you want to add Google in there with the Pixel kind of triopoly, I think I'm making up words now. You are. Uh, that's if fine. you want to launch this, if you want to launch this aggressively, uh, you would launch for six hundred ninety nine dollars. Now, I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll probably launch it for seven hundred ninety nine dollars. Hmm. But I also wouldn't be too shocked to see something higher. Anything higher, though, I, I just think it's a mistake because there's already incentives on the Galaxy S9. And if you put them side by side, just for the average consumer, I'm not sure. Samsung has all the marketing advantage, and they already have the, you know, have the name brand advantage, and people buy Galaxies. And I don't see how LG breaks into that if, if the phone even costs the same. I think it has to cost less. So... Yeah, in a, in a perfect world, I wish they would come out tomorrow, show you guys the phone, and say it's going to be available two weeks from today for six hundred ninety nine dollars on every carrier. Go get yours. I don't think that's likely. I'm not even sure we'll get a release date tomorrow, and I, I'm expecting a price probably closer to seven hundred ninety nine dollars or potentially up. So. Um, yeah, and the only thing what that we, what do you think? Yeah, the only thing that gives me pause is I know the V30s. Um, it's overpriced. Let's just say you know. Let's just say what it is. It's overpriced. But the G series has traditionally been kind of the lower end flagship that LG releases, and uh, I think you're right. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what kind of money they're making on margin at six ninety nine, but I think somewhere between six ninety nine and seven forty nine is probably a good target price. And I agree with you. I think that it doesn't matter what they. Try charge for it if they can't get it into stores in less than a month or around a month's time frame. Like if, you know, Verizon was going to get it and then AT&T was going to get the week after that and then T-Mobile and Sprint the week after that, like that would be uh, a good rollout from LG. And I think somewhere between $699 and $749 would be a good price point for them because I think, like you say, there there's some incentives on other good phones that are out there right now. And I think if they come in at or, you know, maybe slightly under in some cases, um, the competing OEMs that they have a that they have a chance because you're right they're competing against Apple and they're competing against Samsung and in some instances Google with the vast majority of those three companies possessing the largest mind share of smartphone buyers these days and you know we've talked about this in the past people are going to walk into a, a carrier store and they're going to buy whatever is pimped to them and it's going to be you know are you Android or iPhone and if you're Android here's the Samsung Galaxy phone enjoy and I don't know what LG has to do to to get past that, but starting at a lower price and getting it in stores quickly would be a good start. Yeah, absolutely, and I think they do have a chance to kind of break through. Again, we said this before. It always feels like every time that Apple and Samsung need to kind of slip up a little bit, 
we go, hey, there's an opportunity for someone else to kind of crack the road and gain some market share, but no one ever seems to actually pull it off for a variety of different reasons. But again, I think this is a perfect year for that. The Galaxy S9 and 9 Plus are all great phones, and we kind of talked about this, are boring a little bit. I mean, they look the same. You can't really tell the difference. I feel like they're still the most well-rounded Android phone. We discussed this kind of before, but they are boring. Like, if you walk into a you know, phone uh, store and you're looking at phones, I don't think they elicit a lot of excitement. Uh, and I feel the same way about the iPhones for the most part. The 10 is fine, but it costs $1,000. The other two look the same as they look for the last four generations. So... I think there is an opportunity for someone, another company, to make, make an inroad and, and potentially, um, uh, you know, pick up someone or whatever. But people always just seem to fumble this. And, and this is, this is I don't know, this is a good opportunity for LG to do that. I don't think people are particularly excited by what's out there right this second. We're kind of in a weird area for phones right now where things are stagnated out. It's like, if they price this aggressively and they got it on all networks, they have some interesting stuff going on. And the screen's an interesting piece of technology. It has all the flagship bells and whistles. It has this, you know, large screen and waterproof and dual cameras and, the, and everything you kind of want. So it's like, I, I think they do an opportunity to kind of break through, but it, that's really predicated on, they have to get it out at a price point that gets people's attention. They have to get it out in a timely manner and they have to get it out at all of their retailers. Historically, LG is just, for, for whatever reason, and we don't know what's going on on the business development side, they've been unable to do that. But I, I wish they, you know, I, I hope they can because it would be great to see them you know, they make great phones. I know they've had some bad luck. They have the boot loop issue and some other things. But the V30, I think, was one of the best phones last year. I would stand by that. And, I, you know, I, I think it's good to have competition. I, I would like to see something more than the Samsung Apple duopoly. And if LG is kind of pushing things and comes out with something interesting, that could be them. But um, they have to, you know, they have to get out quickly. They have to get a price point that makes sense. And I, they just historically have not been able to turn the corner on the kind of taking momentum um, and running with it. So we'll see. Hopefully they do tomorrow. Yep, absolutely. Hopefully, like I say, we well, not hopefully, but we'll know more tomorrow for sure. We may not know specific launch dates and we may not know specific prices, but we'll we'll know a little bit more and then I'll have some hands-on time with the device to specifically check out the display, check out the, the sound quality if the room's not super loud. Um, anything else that you want me specifically to test in the hands-on? No, man. I would say definitely get some sleep into us later there. I appreciate that. Have a good time. I know we discussed some of the things and we have a good eye for these things. So definitely take a look and let us know what you think about the notch and the screen. Uh, take some pictures, although I know the event's not the greatest uh, format for this, but I still would like to see what the cameras are capable of. But, uh, man, have a great time. I'm so jealous. You have no idea. And, uh, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. It's going to be, you know, we've seen this week out for the last couple months and talked about it, and it's like, you know, you're going to have your hands off tomorrow. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's, uh, like I say, we've been talking about it for a while, and finally, at long last, it's here. So thanks for getting on the call with me, man. I really appreciate it. Man, have fun tomorrow. As I said, wish I was there next time. We're not launching a giant project. We'll for do sure. It. So uh, yeah. can't wait to see your hands off. Absolutely. Right. Have a good, good night. night. All right. Bye. Bye. So thanks again for listening, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. And remember, we'll have our hands-on footage up over on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Follow me on social. I am at Silicon Theory uh, this week on our Instagram feed. So I'm going to have some stories there and some other stuff from our trip to New York City. So make sure you check that out. Appreciate you. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.